What's Good Friends List, episode 128 of the Game Pass Gamecast, coming at you. This is it. After six long years, we finally arrived at the day. Halo Infinite has officially launched its campaign, meaning the full package is out now. So, as the dust begins to set, we take a long look at 343 Industries' newest outing for the Master Chief and why it's not only his biggest adventure yet, but his most important, with our campaign review. So, does it live up to the hype? Has 343 found its footing finally within the franchise? All of this and much more coming up on the newest jam-packed episode of the Game Pass Gamecast. <laughs> now the fun begins. Welcome back to another episode of the Game Pass Gamecast, your weekly go-to podcast for all things Xbox, Xbox Game Pass, and of course, PC gaming, including news, rumors, and conversation around them damn good video games. You can catch new episodes of the show when they drop each and every Friday morning on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all other major podcast services. So be sure to subscribe, subscribe to us, I should say, <laughs> rate us, review us, all that jazz, wherever you get a podcast at, and Follow us on Twitter at GPGC Podcast. Stay up to date with everything regarding the show, video games like, and of course, our dope giveaways. I'm your host as always, Travis White, aka Travelist on most internet platforms. Joining me as always, finally back together again, my partner in crime, Mike P. Pack. Mike, as always, I know what you've been playing, but I'm still going to give the old rigmarole because at this point, it's nostalgic from us being super busy the past two weeks, not being yeah. able to jump on together. So I'm just going to be all nostalgic and ask you what's good, what's going on, and what you've been playing, my friend. Absolutely, yeah. First and foremost, I just want to uh, ask for forgiveness from the community here that we've built. Uh, obviously, I haven't been on the show the past few weeks, but... You know, this is the holiday season. I know everyone has crazy lives. You know, everyone's life is just going a million mile an hour. And mine is no exception. So I hope you guys forgive me for missing out. But, you know, since Halo, since the release of Halo Infinite, I, it's pretty much been a You should diet. be ashamed of yourself. I'm just saying that right now. You know, no, I, won't totally have, I won't have any shame for myself. The shame I will have is the 160 hours logged on Steam. But, you know, the Microsoft <laughs> Store version of campaign doesn't count my hours. So, <laughs> <laughs> gotcha yeah. but um <laughs> the 160 hours that i've poured into multiplayer um you know completely just involved getting ready i mean granted i'm f experiencing a little bit of burnout more recently as far as the matchmaking experience is concerned but it's taken me 160 hours to get there i'm sure other people feel the same but you know i have a tournament in i guess it's uh like nine or or so day or eight days away or something like next Friday, I'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina competing in the first uh, HCS major event. So mm -hmm. there's really no time for me to take off. Um, you know, we're taking off days here and there from hard scrimmaging, but personally, um, you know, the grind doesn't sleep. You sleep. I grind. Uh, the grind never stops. Current currently constantly obsessed with trying to perfect my personal craft and get better in every way that I can. Mm -hmm. So quite frankly, my diet has been steadily, Halo Infinite, but <laughs> there is one thing that I need to touch on, uh, and it's going to, you know, throw a little bit of a wrench into the entire show that Travis had planned, so uh, I'm going to 
going to ask for forgiveness from Travis, but you're going to see how well your host can work, you know, come on his toes because I'm throwing something at him that I just found out about. It's pretty big. Uh-oh. Uh, and again, this is coming from the team at kinetic game, uh, phasmophobia. Uh-oh. Now there was a huge update a few months ago that we really haven't gotten a whole lot of, uh, time with personally, like there were some, some updates and then they put in the nightmare mode and they put in a new map. And I know you and I haven't really spent a lot of time with it, you know, more less than we have in the past, but there's a lot of things coming out right now. So I do want to say that tomorrow at 4 PM GMT, which would be like 11 AM or I forget in, in freedom hours because of the daylight savings time, they might be seven hours ahead of us now, or or maybe they're only five. It's one of those two. Anyway, GMT is usually six hours ahead of us. But 4 p.m. GMT, the Cursed Possessions update is coming out for Phasmophobia on Ooh. December the 10th. So when this show is live in the East at 9 a.m., you'll have like two hours to wait for this update to go live. Um, they've kept it under wraps. Um, they've been pretty secretive of, of what they're going to do with this update. But there has been some teasers and there's been some spitballing at what could possibly come forth there's going to be a ouija board update it looks like there are tarot cards coming to the game there's going to be a possession circle it looks like added to the game because there's a pentagram with a circle um in this update on their twit on their twitter Mm -hmm. um and the tweet actually says christmas has come early our new cursed possessions update is out this friday and it looks like there might be a music box which was used in a game called uh, in the dead of night, if you haven't ever checked that game out, um, you know, it's a pretty interesting, like point and click adventure. Uh, but the music box was used in that and it's used in other um, ghost hunting games. So again, this game that like usually is $12 on sale is just con- continually getting more and more updates and more and more content added to it. So I've been beating the drum for a long time. Travis has been beating the drum for a long time. If you're still on the fence on getting into phasmophobia if you're into ghost hunting at all, if you're into horror games at all, please give this game a purchase because they're continuously adding. And since I bought the game over a year ago mm-hmm. for like $12 on sale, I have not had to spend another cent on anything else. They've added free content since that day. So with all that being said, please, if, you, if you've been on the fence now, please jump in, give Phasmophobia a chance. Give it a nice, uh, a good chance because... The game has taken on a completely new life. And some people, I know a lot of people are in favor of this update and all the changes that have happened. I still, I love the new updates and the changes they've made, but I still love the game back, you know, when I spent a lot of time in it. But, um, you know, Phasmophobia and Kinetic Games still working their tails off um, on their Twitter page at Kinetic Game. You can click and join their Discord. And there's where some of these updates come out early usually they're pretty much on spot on now but before some of the patch notes and some of the little tweaks and bug updates that they release are talked about there before it actually hits steam so if you're really into phasmophobia and you're looking for a way to you know step that game up one more uh go ahead and give them a follow on twitter you know go to their discord and join their discord um but yeah that's what all i really had to say for my section i know it's a little bit longer than normal (laughs) but um you know, we're, there's going to be plenty of time to talk about Halo Infinite. I just had to give a shout out to the guys uh, in the the the, um, the guys over at Kinetic Game, um, and you know, I'm pretty sure that's um, that's 
appropriate for the folks that work over there mm-hmm. um gender wise but uh you know they have i think there's only like three people that work on the game they have like an artist and, and a coder and then someone else um that works on the game and it's a small knit team and they deserve every cent and every you know praise that they get because they have done a hell of a job so without further ado travis you know you can go ahead and get on with your spiel at this point in time and if you want to reflect on the news that i just gave you uh, feel free to do that, and let's see how you work on your toes here. <laughs> no, for real. That's I'm glad you brought that up because that's a game that you know we've talked about many a times that we always need to go back to. Like, there's always going to be with like phasmophobia. That's one of those games that continuously. It's almost it almost has the. I don't want to say I would. Me personally, I throw a Dead by Daylight in there, but like when you look at like. Fall Guys and, um, you know, Among Us and things like that, that these games that have such lower entry points in terms of price, like the barrier to entry is so low, but the amount of content that keeps spilling out is ridiculous. Even like even like Splitgate, like titles like that, that you just kind of like may I don't want to say slide under your radar or anything like that, but there's so many that pop up so many of these good games. And that's the problem with like just where we are in gaming right now. The amount of just shit to play and keep up with. And like, that's why (laughs) I keep getting so fucking like irritated with all these great games that come out like Halo Infinite. I'm just sucked into it. I'm I that's all I've been playing outside of like, you know, some stuff on not granted I'm playing Halo on PC, but outside of, you know, stuff I'm playing on my Xbox or PS5 or whatever on the couch with my fiance or whoever, you know, there's so many games now that I just have trouble keeping up with because I'm I always want to go back to it. Like anytime you bring up Faz, I'm like, fuck, I want to get back to playing it because they keep fucking updating it there. I'm not paying more into it. It's just it's it, it's starting to have the so many games are starting to take that mold of uh, Shovel Knight that Yacht, uh, Yacht Club Games for the longest time did. And finally, they're starting to move away from it like six years after like, OK, unfortunately, we're going to move on to something else now that we ballooned up so big. And we promised you guys half a decade ago that, you know, if you support us on, you know, Kickstarter, like if you support our goals, you're going to get, you know, certain tiers are going to get free upgrade uh, updates, all of the stuff that comes out, everything that's been included in the treasure trove package that's out there now that you could buy people have been getting for free who supported them way back in the day. Like, it's just that idea of just supporting like, baseline content that's coming in is just it, it it just should be commended like that because we're starting to see the opposite end of the conversation of you know how 343 is addressing you know halo infinite its progression in cosmetics and you know and granted i have I, I see both sides i think people need to one be a little more lenient this is you know to a degree obviously that this is a game this is their first foray foray into free-to-play games and there's a lot that goes along with that and trying to find that balance of, hey, this is worth your time to come in and check out on its own because the gameplay is great. Excellent. You know, yada, yada. Um, and if you're enjoying yourself, sure, get the battle pass. You're going to get a ton of new goodies with it, yada, yada. You know, and I think a lot of people are good with that, but it's, you know, trying to find ways to make progression seamless and easy and wanting, you know, wanting to invest the time into that to then turn around and get that. And it shouldn't take, you know, me buying a case of Rockstar energy drinks or you know, uh, using all these challenge swaps to just, you know, make that happen. But 
it's finding, you know, I see both sides of it, but it's finding that balance. And, you know, I think that's where we're going to see, you know, on the opposite side of it with Halo right now of people being like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do when I can't do X, Y, and Z? And this is behind a paywall or this and that, you know, and to a degree, that's how free to play games works. That's the trade off you kind of get with it at times, but finding a good balance of that. And I think a lot of these team, you know, indie teams that you see with games like Phasma, uh, Phasmophobia, Bigfoot, um, even things like Among Us still. And, you know, and granted, Fall Guys is now under the Epic umbrella, but point being that it's still these still these small teams who are still finding ways to support this content is ridiculous but um in terms of on my end though with gaming i mean it's still I, i'm in the same boat as you all i've been playing is halo infinite at least in terms of uh, i shouldn't say it. i've also been you know chipping away at my backlog of things that i need to play for i mean and just to kind of put this out there obviously you're seeing the title of the show it's our Halo Infinite campaign review. I will still, I'm sure, touch on multiplayer, but um, it's a review for... Shocker. Uh, yeah, no, it just sh- dropped. Imagine that. Yeah, shocker. Um, but we'll, this is our review for the campaign of Infinite. Um, but we're recording this Thursday. It's the night of the Game Awards. Obviously, we're not... Th- this show won't be focused on that tonight. Our Game, of the, uh, our Game Awards show, our recap of that, that'll be on next week's show, um, just with time and sensitivity and getting the show out and yada yada, you know, making sure it gets out on time. Uh, we're going to circle back, unless, obviously... Listen, the- we have enough time, like, getting on at the same time together right now with the, the holiday season. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot, you know. I know people are like, well isn't this what you guys like want to do and it's just like sure but at the same time it's a passion project for the both sure of us, so. but fun fact we live in a very hardcore capitalistic society so i have bills <laughs> to pay and i have fucking debt and shit like that so i have to work <laughs> um and i'm not saying that in a rude way because we do get something from the show and it's you know now no matter how much that is it's still we're still doing this because we love to do this but um point being though we have other factors in our life going on families friends yada yada we also do want to have time we have to have time to play the games to cover them um so (laughs) there still is that factor but um yeah so game awards tonight we'll cover that next week on next week's show obviously there's an asterisk there unless something crazy happens like in 2019 whenever microsoft just Totally decided to reveal the Xbox Series X in their next-gen console. So and we had to jump on and do a yeah, quick show. Yeah, Adam and I jumped because... on real quick. We did a half-hour show just talking about it, getting our thoughts out there on that, and there it was. So <laughs> you never know. Things might, like that may pop up. But for right now, we'll cover that next week. So barring anything crazy, this week's Halo Infinite next week is Game Awards kind of recapping that. Not our Game of the Years. That's obviously... We like to wait till the end of the year to properly do that, but teach their own, obviously. But um, yeah, so that'll be a little bit down the road. But today, Halo Infinite. Um, so, but yeah, with all that going on, I've been chipping away at my backlog on top of Halo Infinite. That's taken the vast majority of my time, but trying to chip away uh, for Game of the Year and or Game of the Year talk and, you know, words at the end of the year that we talk about. Um, uh, so my fiance and I started Life is Strange, True Colors, really enjoying that so far. Um, it's really cool to see this really be positioned as the next true story in the Life is Strange franchise uh, coming from Deck Nine. And Deck Nine, a lot of people know, hey, this is who did uh, Before the Storm, um, which is the side story, the uh, more like a prologue almost, um, 
two or a prequel to the original Life is Strange that focuses on Chloe um, before her and Max, you know, eventually re, you know, reintroduced to each other in Life is Strange proper. But um, Deck Nine handled that um, instead of, uh, uh, why am I blanking on it right now? I'm having a brain fart. Oh, don't not, duh. I'm like, why can't I fucking remember? They're one of my favorite developers. Um, but not don't not who handles the main series. But this is really being positioned as when it was released in September. This is the next true iteration. This is the first new step for Life is Strange. Um, and so far, it's really good. And I'm glad I'm playing it. I obviously was going to play it on a next-gen console or PC. I uh, decided to do on console just because it's easier to sit down and play it, and, uh, you know, with my wife now to sit down and do that. But we um we started playing it the other night and really, really like the direction it's going in. I'm not necessarily sold on the powers yet um, this time around. It, there's Life is Strange is hard to talk about because you could spoil... It's such a narrative-heavy game that you... The simplest thing you can end up spoiling um, because also, too so many things are different for each person who plays it just in nature of those style of narrative based games um that are choice heavy like a telltale or something like that so it's hard to really kind of step in and say hey yes we're gonna do this and yada yada but um i still definitely i i, I don't know how well i even had the same issue with life is strange too that you know how well are daniel's powers going to really translate in a brother in really balancing between two characters, really while the brother was while the younger brother, Daniel was the main focus of the show. Sean at the same time was the main character, but it was trying to balance those two with Daniel having the power and yada, yada. So I was really curious to see kind of how this would go this time around when you have Alex and having her power of, being able to tell people's emotions and being able to feel people's emotions and experience that and how that plays into it. Um, I was a little hesitant of that at first um, and seeing how that would carry throughout the story. But so far, knock on wood, we're about halfway through, I'd say maybe a little less than that. Um, it's really playing well into the mystery and the you know narrative of the game that really, I think, does kind of stand true. And, you know, that kind of was the issue with doing before the storm was Chloe didn't have any supernatural power. It's really just you're experiencing her life. You're experiencing the things she's going through and making the choices that lead up to, um, you know, the uh, lead up to her and Max meeting again and, you know, going from there in the original life is strange, but so far so good. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I talked about last week, I believe um, we wrapped up, uh, House of Ashes, the newest entry in the Dark Pictures anthology. I really liked it. I thought it was a big step in the right direction for uh, Supermassive and really getting to kind of get back on track a little bit of, you know, because I've been pretty upfront of, you know, eh, it's been kind of dud so far, in my opinion. The Dark Pictures anthology has been a little bit of a, you know, kind of stinker um, overall. There were some decent parts in each, both Man of Medan and... Um, uh, I got to look at it now. Uh, little hope. That's it. Um, there were kind of, there were definitely high moments in each, but overall it, it feels like they've been almost trying to chase that first high 
that they got with Until Dawn in terms of the style of adventures that they're trying to really kind of position themselves to be known for. Because Until Dawn was just so high. I mean, that was a game I played multiple times. We played it Adam's Basement how many times just getting together. That's not enough. Yeah, it's it's such a good game. I fucking love it. Um, but really trying to, you know, I love the idea that they're doing of this being seasons now, like the next game that they're going to have in the series is going to be the, the finale of season one, which is cool. Um, I like the approach and I think they're getting better. It's just with, you know, tighter windows to turn these games around and different things like that. It, being shorter experiences helps, but it's I'm more I'm more I'm definitely more excited for the future of this after House of Ashes because I think they did a good job with that. So um, but yeah, I got to finish Guardians. Uh, that's kind of next on my list, I think will be once. Obviously, I kind of get my fill of Halo and then take a break for, you know, a week and then just fucking go back to grinding Halo. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's that's probably next, I would say, on my list of yes for, you know, game of the year discussions and things like that. I uh, really to hit next on. Um, and then probably, too, I want to you know, kind of finish up a couple of things in Deathloop, go back and touch on just to kind of get a good idea. But with Game of the Year right around the corner, I just want to make sure all of my bases are covered. But enough with that. Enough with all of that. You know what you're here for. We know what you're here for. Everyone the knows what they're here for. I, I think the only person who doesn't know what they're here for right now is Abby, who is sleeping on her bed right now. And she's just like, you're back in this room, sitting at this computer again. I'm tired of being around this fucking computer. Um... <laughs> All I ever all I ever hear you do is yell at the computer all the time. Um anyway, so we all know why you're here. Halo Infinite, it's finally here. Officially, technically, yes. Technically, it is now officially released to the wild. It is a $60 video game. You can go and buy at a store. Um, which I did. You could buy get it on Game Pass 2, you know, for a buck right now. If you want to get in there with your first month, it's a dollar. You know, and I'm sure they're gonna have a if they don't already have the, you know, oh, get your first three months for $5 or whatever it is. So you can play this game dirt cheap. And obviously multiplayer is free to play. You can just jump on Steam, Xbox, Windows Store, whatever, and play this game. Also, you can also play it on, uh, if you have Xbox Game Pass, obviously, the cloud. So you could either stream this game on a browser on your console now too, and also too on your phone. So... That sounds like the power move. That sounds like a power move. Get on your PS5, open up Internet Explorer. Well, I mean, whatever Microsoft Edge and play it right. on there. Right. I mean, that's that's a Chad move. If we're being quite honest, <laughs> I mean, that's that's Alpha Chad move right there. Not you know, no betas coming in here and being the, like. That's not a beta cuck play. That's straight up Alpha. <laughs> no, it's Alpha Chad for sure. One hundred percent Alpha Chad. That's how all gamers play via their micro specifically the microsoft edge browser not <laughs> on their ps5 yeah not uh, we're not talking firefox we're not talking chrome <laughs> no 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 the microsoft edge browser <laughs> that everyone's like why the fuck is it still on here um <laughs> anyways though yes it is officially out that means campaigns out that means it's been six years since we've some well let's put it this way some of us played halo 5 and <laughs> left quite a bit of a sour taste in the mouth um so really i guess mike where i kind of want to start with this we both uh, we both have not finished the game yet just throwing that out there completely we both haven't wrapped the game yet it is a big game <laughs> um yeah, come on. the you biggest halo game yeah that already that fast yeah um we didn't have you know an early access code anything like that um which we definitely weren't the only ones just throwing that out there um Adam Sessler from G4, 
um, expressed his concern with how their review process was. It seems like, uh, and this is a little inside baseball on this, but it seems like, it seems like the review process for the campaign of Halo, like most of the development from what I've understood from obviously Jason Shire's reporting over at Bloomberg, um, and most have been able to see has been a little turbulent. Um, and there were people who had weeks to review this game, uh, at least the um, single player campaign that is. Um, and there are people who had like three or four days. So, you know, just kind of putting that out there that, um, it, you know, and, and we're talking bigger outlets too. Adam Sessler from G4, G4's review copy, you know, got there a couple days before launch. So, you know, it's it's been a little little crazy to say the least. Um, but nonetheless, at the end of the day, we have this game. We're both in it. We're both playing it. We're, you know, we're definitely, we got our teeth into the game for sure. It wasn't a, you know, cup of coffee and leave, but we're both definitely heavily into the game at this point. Um, but we haven't rolled credits yet. So, Mike, I kind of want to just start off. What are your blanket feelings right now with Halo Infinite's campaign, with its open world, with where you stand, this game being the future of Halo, the evolution of the Halo formula, going from, you know, a very linear level-based experience to, you know, open world for, you know, in all reality. Where do, where are you standing right now as just a base level for our conversation with Halo Infinite? Campaign yeah, that is. I, I think I was pretty concerned because there were some I didn't really look at very many reviews at all, to be honest. Um the only person I really paid attention to was Moist Critical released his uh, or Penguin One Z or whatever his name is on on YouTube, but on Twitch he's Moist Critical, uh Charlie. Mm -hmm. He did a, a moist meter on it, and all I did was skip past the campaign. I listened to him go on about the campaign for about two minutes, and then I just skipped to the end of where he was starting to talk about multiplayer. And, you know, some of the concerns that he brought up, I could definitely see um, <clears throat> how open world was going to work for this game in general um, was one of his major concerns. And also, you know, spoiler alert, as far as, like, the game is concerned, uh, you know, one of his complaints was the open world is a little bit empty. And... I can see that. Uh, I can definitely see the complaints about that. That's that's uh, you know something that I think once you get your you know your fill of it, if you haven't played it yet, you'll notice that that could be a little bit of a concern. And it's like, you know, why did this game need delayed? If this is you know some of the open world stuff, was open world really necessary? Should they have just went with linear progression like all the other um, Halos? And now that we you know kind of got that out of the way. Um, because again, like I said, I will give that argument a little bit of credence. Could this game have been done literally? Um, potentially. Um, I checked the mission list, and I guess I'm about maybe just under halfway through the main quest line of the game. We'll say air quotes. Mm -hmm. And you know, with that being said, the one thing I will notice, it or the one thing I noticed mainly is, you know, sure, is the game is the open world a little bit you know, just kind of hollow and emptied out. I could see that argument being made. Do I think it is? Not necessarily to the full extent of using the term hollow or empty, but I will say 
you know, it does leave you to wonder like, oh, could they have done a little bit more here? Um, so now that we kind of got that talk of the campaign out of the way, I know, you know, with a campaign review, it's going to be hard to be spoiler free, but at the end of the day, what I find with Halo Infinite is the same thing I found with the multiplayer when I first started playing it. Um, and Adam kind of talked to us in our group chat and I thought it was, you know, I felt the same exact way that like the one more game syndrome is so strong with multiplayer to start off with. And then you add in the one more fob or one mm-hmm. more, you know, rescuing of a group of Marines syndrome is is also very strong with this game. So, you know, those kind of things are, are real things that I definitely feel with this game. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the main quest line progression, I feel like they're telling a pretty, they're doing a pretty good job at telling the story. And I have been gen- generally enjoying myself. I've, I haven't really been, you know, looking at the clock too much or being like, oh, it's been... You know how long has it been since I started playing? It's it's one of those games where like, you know, shortly after, what seems like shortly after air quotes, you start playing the game. It seems like things really start to you know time just kind of you just kind of lose sense of time. Mm-hmm. And I will say that the exploration of the open world has been one that has helped me in just killing time or not killing time. I feel like that's a that might have a negative connotation with it, but as far as just genuinely experiencing the game and and losing track of time i will say Mm -hmm. um my general overarching feeling of the campaign is is very positive i feel like from halo 4 to halo 5 i see a clear and concise growth in 343 as far as storytelling and just generally where they want to go with these games Mm -hmm. so i will say you know i want to say kudos to them um and then i you know i want to hear your opening thoughts on the campaign before I go into a little bit of a deeper look or at least, um, you know, how I feel about the game overall now that campaign has been fully released and now that Halo Infinite is a full package game, not just multiplayer separated from campaign or vice versa. Now that it is complete and whole, I'll talk about it a little bit deeper there. But overall, very positive so far on the campaign. I've enjoyed the usefulness of the the firearms and the weapons. Um, I do feel like I have the pulse carbine shoved down my throat a little bit in the campaign, but <laughs> it does work when you're shooting, like playing against enemies that aren't necessarily strafing constantly to try to dodge your bullets. So um, every weapon kind of seems to have a purpose. I feel like the sandbox in the campaign at least is very good. Is there still OP weapons? Absolutely. You know, that's part of the the blessing and, uh, you know, negatives that come with campaigns when you have these weapons is sometimes there's, you know, OP weapons and sometimes there's not. In this case, border, like, I'm playing through on Legendary, so, you know, you have to pick and choose your battles, and sometimes I have to abuse the OP weapons because some of the boss fights are really hard, um, just some are clear in the enemies that there are, are, are really hard. So I find myself trying to juggle some of the strongest weapons in the game, but I feel like that's one thing that has always been true on legendary. So legendary in this game certainly feels like legendary in every other halo game. And for an open world, um, and before we go into the deeper dive, and this will be my last little bit on my, you know, just quick overview of the entire campaign, with the open world and, and rescuing forward operating bases or reclaiming them, rescuing, you know, missing uh, Marines that put out uh, distress beacons, just driving around Zeta Halo, 
Um, this is the first time that Master Chief, in my opinion, just looks like he's always been a hero, but this is the first time you as the player like feel like it, in my opinion. Did they do a really good job at making you feel like the Halo and they as in Bungie? Absolutely. Like Master Chief, for all intents and purposes, you felt like the hero. But I feel like Halo Infinite takes it to the next level because the, the l odds are a lot longer than they previously were. Like it's a lot more um, difficult um, for you to, you know, kind of become that hero or at least save the galaxy, I guess, is what the ultimate outcome is going to become mm -hmm. um, with, with usually every Halo. That's not really a spoiler. But um, I am curious to see, you know, how this progresses because as of right now, saving all the Marines, saving these forward operating bases. This is the first time you could, you truly feel like you yourself are having such a, uh, a strong effect on the outcome of, of humanity, you know, going forward. Mm -hmm. um, but that's kind of my intro level spiel and I'll get it a little bit deeper after it. But Travis, I'm, I'm curious to hear, you know, kind of how you feel just a quick overview. Well, maybe not quick. Cause that was probably seven minutes of rambling, but just an overview of how you feel about the campaign yourself also here. Yeah. So I definitely share, you know, sentiments of what you're saying, for sure. Um, I am thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying this very, very, very much. Um, from the sense that this is truly kind of like, because I was thinking about like, okay, how do I want to, how do I want to approach it when we go over our review of what I like about this and what I don't like about this, yada, yada. I think the basis of my enjoyment of this game comes back to this feels like a true evolution or at least evolution I've wanted. And I think a lot of people have wanted to what Halo is, or let's put it this way, or of what you see the trend of what AAA gaming is going to. Halo's obviously going to follow suit because that's what people are wanting in terms of like you look at, it's always, especially to people talk about, you know, God of War 2018 and Breath of the Wild when it comes to these big, large-scale franchises rejuvenating themselves. I don't want to say rebooting or anything like that, but having this new blood and life injected into it. And I really think, and Jeff Grubb said it great, I really think this is... Halo's Breath of the Wild moment. More so than I would say God of War. Um, just because I I think I think Breath of the Wild's format fits better. Or I guess Breath of the Wild's like transformation or you know, it just fits a little bit better for the way I look at it with they really went back to the roots of this of mm -hmm. the franchise. This truly feels like a lot of people, oh, this feels like a, this feels like a spiritual successor to, or a spiritual sequel to Halo 3. Mm -hmm. I personally disagree with that. I definitely think it, you know, obviously the original trilogy and stuff like that, it definitely harkens back to that. I personally feel like, I personally feel like this is a spiritual sequel to Halo CE, to the original Halo. When you look at the, large bombastic levels the exploratory nature of halo ce compared to at least me personally two and three and three kind of got more back to that a little bit compared to two but i feel like 
you could find elements of each of those games plus two that you know three four three wanting to take this in you know more of an open world or open breath kind of feel to it to me this checks all the boxes i want it to it has the you know mystery and exploratory nature of halo ce it has the cinematic you know breath of halo 2 that we first saw that starkness of you know going from halo ce to 2 that really ratcheted up that feeling of cinematic storytelling like it felt it was starting to feel like a movie at that point compared to the first entry and really that bright beautiful color palette that we saw with halo 3 minus a little bit of the lens flaring that came up with that um but i feel like this really took 343 saying you know in some people saying finally going back to the roots of the franchise and saying okay we want to do something new but we don't want to do something new at all we want to find the roots of this game what made what people loved about this franchise so much when it first launched both single player and multiplayer but obviously talking the campaign uh, portion of the game right now what people loved about ce's campaign what people wanted out of that and what can we do that elevates that that evolves that for somebody in 2021 wanting to have a similar experience in terms of this could be somebody's halo ce to me they check all the boxes with that they're able to take that and that's why i think it fits more with breath of the wild but um but at the same time too you look at a god of war 2018 and people resonated so much with that because it took this character that a lot of people you know said was pretty one-dimensional and pretty wasn't very you know the depth wasn't there to them the complexity I personally saw more of that Master Chief, like in terms of like as somebody who's a Halo fan, I found depth and complexity to this man who is basically a machine, but forgets that he's human and deals with trying to it deals with these feelings of human emotion and whatnot and how to actually face that as a soldier. Um, but at the same time, too, I can understand where people don't necessarily see that and view it more as one dimensional. This game kind of cracks that open a little bit. And mm -hmm. I think I think the writing staff and from what it sounds like, a lot of the elements of this single player campaign, or I, I keep saying single player, a lot of this the elements of campaign was very much from what it sounds like from Jason Schreier's reporting, like I don't want to say up in the air, but was in flux a lot. There were mm -hmm. a lot of different people pulling in. And I think this is where you more see joe staten come in and say like okay there's a basis to all of this we got to tie it to that of yeah we all have an idea of where we want to go with this we all have an idea of you know what we want out of this game but at the same time we need to tie it all together we we need to find a, a thread that goes through all of them narratively and i think that's where he really sh that bringing him in and having him get on the project after two creative directors left, if I remember correctly, having him come in and kind of be the voice of reason, somebody who is obviously intrinsically tied to this franchise forever, being one of the fathers of Halo, that it just, it, it makes all the sense of the world. And I think, I really, I really, 
I say this in a way that is like just out of curiosity. I would I would love to see what this game looked like last year. Yeah. Like I, I really would after the you know August August uh 2020 single pl- or campaign uh showcase that we had that got all the criticism, rightfully so, what this game looked like this time last year. Like really what that what if if we would have got this game as a launch title for the Xbox Series X and S like we were supposed to, what that game actually fucking looks like. Because if Naughty Dog can come out and say, hey, us delaying Uncharted, The Last of Us for whatever it was, three weeks, made made that game what it was. I'd love to see what a whole year looks like. And and I really commend not only Microsoft, and, and to me, that's where this game, I could tell, has so much... I personally, I haven't run into any technical issues I know people have, and I'm not saying they aren't, and I'm not saying that I never will. But to mm-hmm. me, I've never run into any technical issues. All I've never, I personally never even had really any pop-ins with textures or anything like that. I'm playing on, you know, ultra settings, 1440p on my PC, like, and getting, you know, 70, 75, 80, 90 frames, something like that, fluctuating. Um, I think the game's pretty well optimized. Like, to me... It, it just screams that this is Microsoft. Like, I, I give all the credit in the world to Microsoft and 343, obviously, for both laying their nuts on the table and saying, listen, th- it, and like I said at this time last year when we, or a little bit earlier, when the delay happened, like, and I was very much in the camp of, this game may not be good, but it's sure as shit coming out, you know, November 2020. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because you never delay launch titles. And sure as shit, I mean, right there. I mean, that was the premiere launch title originally, and they delayed it. And I give them credit for both having the commitment, and it shows Microsoft's commitment to gaming long-term, that they can take their biggest tentpole franchise and one of the biggest franchises in gaming history. And had its art plastered all over the Xbox Series (laughs) X, like... Right. console like the box you know what yeah. i mean i mean my series xbox had master chief as big as possible on the back of it <laughs> so this was clearly obviously like there were no plans to change this there were you know monster energy drink cans which now are like fucking super expensive to get the codes for uh the skins for them which obviously that's another conversation but <laughs> it's it's just i really think they need to be commended for just so much that was done that is clear that was done for very much the single player campaign. I've heard rumors and I've heard from sources that I feel pretty confident with that. I feel okay. Like, you know, talking about this and whatnot and and Jason Schreier even kind of reported on a little bit where he was saying, you know, they even plan to have, you know, multiplayer come out in 2020 hell, even 2019, there was conversations at one point. And obviously, I'm glad that they didn't. But even at that same time, like. I've heard that this game, like, like multiplayer has been good to go in terms of like, I don't want to say done done, but like in a state that, hey, we can just polish the shit out of this and make it the best possible um, for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why the the shadow drop was no shock um, to a lot of people that who at least had been hearing about this and whatnot that 
you know, this isn't, you know, it, it's just not something that, you know, I just think this, this game is in a really unique position that I'm not going to say it's going to like, cause we're going to have our game of the year show, but if everything pans out with this, this might be my game of the year. And I was not expecting to put Halo on my game of the year list this year. And I'm, I'm like you, Mike, I'm a diehard Halo fan. I, I, I'm intrinsically tied to this franchise as one of the pillars of my gaming history that, but I just knew from all the things that were going on, like I said, you have clearly campaign was the sticking point through all this, that the issues that we had last year, the delay, yada, yada, that they were able to take this game to all this to lay their nuts on the line, say, you know what? We're doubling down on this vision that we have now that we can, we can, there is something special here that we can bring out. And this could be the new platform for Halo or the new, this is the new age of Halo of, it may not be, you know, it doesn't have to be a 10 out of 10, but we can't put out another good game. We have mm -hmm. to put out a great game. I personally think, at least so far from the campaign aspect, and I've heard it only gets better from everyone involved, this is a great game. I, I, I know we don't give scores. I know we don't give, typically that is, we don't give scores or anything like that, but like, this is, plot twist this is going to be in my game of the year conversations at least um mm -hmm. and that's for multiplayer too but obviously there's so many different classes that goes with that but this campaign so far is what i've been hoping and needing halo to do to really maintain not only relevance but just maintain the ability to be a large-scale tentpole franchise it needed yep. to evolve and needed to finally just finally put the ego aside, put this need to be, we need to be different than our predecessors. We need to be different than what came before us to put that aside and just say, we all love this fucking franchise. We all are intrinsically tied to this franchise because we know how special it could be. Let's, find something let's let's go to the root let's go back to the roots to this a little bit and let's find a way to blend both new and old and i think they really did finally this is finally what i've been expecting from 343 yes not going to be the same as a bungee halo title but to me this is the closest it's felt since actually since halo 3 definitely mm -hmm. I, I i felt it more than reach <laughs> to be honest um so there's some folks on Halo Reddit right now that are rolling over hearing that you say that this game feels more like Halo than Halo Reach because there are some creatures out there that love their Halo Reach. Oh, don't get me wrong. Reason. Let's put it this way. Don't put me wrong. I love Reach. I think Reach and ODST are two of the best narratives within the Halo universe. Um, mm -hmm. I think they're both incredibly impactful. In terms of, though, a gameplay standpoint, not only does infinite feel much better to play than reach personally um i think I, I i still hold the feeling of movement in halo 3 a little bit higher but um 
from a campaign perspective, I should say. I just think this feels much more like an original trilogy game or close the closest we've gotten from within the Halo universe since Halo 3. I just mm-hmm. this feels more akin to an original trilogy game than I think Halo Reach. And to be quite honest, too, I'm all about criticism. I'm all about constructive criticism. I'm all about calling bullshit when you see it. Um, and that's why I've been kind of I've not disagreed, but also said like well, no, voice your opinion, because the only way developers are going to be able to, you know, know what's going on is if you voice it in a productive way. And I've been subbed to the Halo fucking Reddit sub for a long fucking time. A lot of those people need to grow the fuck up. Like, a lot of these people, this must be their first, like, first foray into, like, free-to-play games and not understand. They're like, a paddle... Wait, 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 you're telling me I just... I have to pay for cosmetics. I have to, if I want a cool different skin that isn't the basis, I have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't new. Like, and that's the thing, like that pisses me off so much about this whole fucking thing that I don't know if it's the first, like that's, I know this game's bringing back a lot of people, a lot of old heads to play this game. That's totally fine. And some of these things are definitely valid criticisms like i shouldn't need to to complete challenges if you're having very specific match type challenges and i know we're getting into multiplayer now i promise we'll circle back to campaign in a second but to get have specific multiplayer challenges around specific game modes and different things like that and not be able to choose those game modes in a playlist that's a problem um Mm -hmm. that's a valid problem i shouldn't have to go and buy rockstar energy drinks or you know, Chipotle or whatever to go and get challenge swaps to be able to find something that just is, okay, I can finally fucking get through it. That is a problem. And that is a problem I agree with. And I want more progression. I want more ways to, I will gladly go and do whatever challenge you want within means of, but you got to also be able to, I don't want you to hand me it, but I also want you to be able to provide me the ability to not just waste time trying to do these when I can't even like, you know, for once before I was getting like, I had, I think it was like 13 stronghold games in a row, something like that. It was ridiculous that I was like, I I can't believe it stretched into like, it was the end of one day and into another. And finally I got like, talking about in rank queue in rank queue. And I finally, well, at least you weren't playing behemoth. No, no, trust me. That's (laughs) no, trust me. (laughs) Um, Remember when they were touting that as, like, the map? Like, oh, guys, yeah. classic Halo fans, this is... Never... I, I'll let you finish your, your uh, speech before I go on and on, because I'm gonna... <laughs> I have some things to, to air out, some grievances to air out. Right. Um. But, yeah, the <laughs> the sole fact that, like, I was like, oh, my God, fi-, like, finally, I got two Stronghold um challenges that popped up. It was, like, uh, kill uh, attacking enemies and friendly... Uh, in friendly, uh, whatever you want to say, uh, bases or whatever it is. And I was like, oh, perfect. I've been on a fucking bender with Stronghold. Like, this will be easy. I'll get this in, like, two games. And, like, <laughs> literally after that, I didn't play another Stronghold game for, like, three days. I was like, so I, and naturally, when I swapped the challenge out, the next game, 
strongholds. I was like, you know what? I'm fucking done. You know, so it shouldn't. If, if I if there's challenges for stronghold, we should be able to go into a playlist and play stronghold. You know, ranked stronghold. Just strongholds. Or in, even if it isn't in ranked, that's fine. In QP, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. In quick play, give a social style playlist. That's fine. Make it, and you don't even have to just make it strongholds. Do, you know, objective based games or whatever. Like, you know, you should have social slayer and the social objective or whatever you want to call it. So, but anyways. Yeah, who would have thought that like MCC's social system would have just been so much better than what Infinite came up with? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I just, but anyways. Campaign wise, I fucking adore this game. Um, it's let's put it this way: I was at work all day today, and all I did was thinking about playing more of it. And mm-hmm. and Adam was completely right, and you were completely right when I completely agree that this is set up and this has the great. And that's why whenever people were saying like, "Oh, it's going to be Far Cry and Halo," and yeah, I, I I can see where people are saying that, but at the same time. This is much more than Far Cry. This is much more, you know, detailed and whatnot. But this has that pool that those games and what good open world games do. And that's the one more base, one more objective, one more thing that I could just I I got sidetracked yesterday. I only did a couple story missions, but I played for, you know, hours and hours because I was just going through and doing high target, you know, assassinate or high target kills and you know, FOBs and defending and uh, helping rescue Marines and things like that, like around the map. And also too, just dicking around and being like, now that uh, the grab also the grapple hooks, one of the greatest things to ever happen in video games. Now I'm, I'm throwing that out there. Like that grapple hook. Now that you're playing in, you know, and you could do it in, you know, training and stuff like that in multiplayer. But now that we have the ability to go in and have a grapple hook that has unlimited charges and whatnot like that, mm-hmm. just going through and exploring and my mind has always been tuned to like, okay, I, since I'm trying to get into the game development and somebody I'm like Adam too. And you too, you know, like we play games for so long that we know from a development standpoint, like, okay, here's the golden path to go on. But at the same time, there's a little nook over here. There's, you know, there's a reason why that's there. And usually when I go that opposite direction or off the beaten path, I'm usually rewarded in that sense because it's designed to make you live in the world a little bit more to explore the level and yada, yada. You know, I'll find a unlockable, collectible, yada, yada. So I'm like going around like, okay, that's a super high ledge. There's got to be a skull up there or there's got to be an audio log or something like that. Oh, no, there isn't. And then I'm like, well, this is a really big fucking open world. So (laughs) like they wouldn't just be in that one spot. Like, so just going around and being like, you know what? How, you know, how high is the skybox in this? Like, where is the invisible walls? Where are yada yada? Like, and just dicking around and like the physics in this game are so fucking fun to play with, especially in campaign where, you know, uh, Mintblitz, like his videos that are like that got me inspired to like, dude, I'm just going to dick around and, try like i'm gonna like bethesda climb like whether it's in elder scrolls or fallout but specifically elder scrolls more or less where you just try running up the mountain and jumping up and spam jumping like only this time it's with the fucking grappling hook and it's fucking incredible it's just bungee you were literally playing a spider-man game in halo (laughs) like it's fucking incredible um 
I'm rambling on too much about that. Um, I know you wanted to chime in, Mike, but um, so I guess really with campaign, do you think this open world structure, and I know you kind of touched on it a little bit, but do you think to, it came out recently that, hey, you're not able to go and replay missions, at least in your original save and whatnot. Like when you finish the game, you're able to go back and you're able to clean up, you know, collectibles and explore and whatnot. And it very well hints at, hey, given the name already as it is, this is a platform. We're going to get more campaigns. We're going to get more, you know, there's going to be more experiences on this ring because you go back and you're able to explore it. And from what it sounds like, it's barren in terms of enemies and whatnot. It's granted, it's a fucking video game. We know the good guy usually wins at the end, yada, yada. We're not shocked by that. That's not a spoiler. But point being that... Do you think with how this platform set up and this being potentially like the Halo game we're playing for 10 years in terms of, but mm. we're getting new campaigns installed, you know, almost like, I, I, I don't want to say MMO expansions or, you know, Destiny-like expansions that are, you know, with new campaigns and things like that, but in a sense, kind of like that, that do you think that bodes well for the average consumer, the person who is like, you know, me and Adam, who just play tons of random shit, you know, compared to just, you know, you who typically plays more competitive games than we do. You know, do you think something like this where, you know, Joe Blow consumer compared to, hey, I just want my, you know, five to 10 hour Halo campaign to go through and that's mm -hmm. that. Like, do you think that's going to be more, do you think it's still going to have the same impact that we've known for so long with Halo? Um, I think it, I think it will because of how they kind of intertwine the, the, um, open world. I feel like even though it could be said that the open world is like vast and kind of empty, um, mm -hmm. I do feel like that will give, give a little bit of an opportunity for people to just, you know, they, they're not going to have to worry about necessarily, fighting through droves and droves of enemies to, um, you know, basically move on. Like, you know, one of the things that people might have hated about Oblivion, especially when it first came out, was, like, the Oblivion gates all over the place kind of mm -hmm. hindering your progression. So there's nothing like that in this game that would really cause that much of an issue. I will say, for whatever for what it's worth, that I could see there being a situation where people might... Average people might think it's a little bit too much to handle. That might be one of the ways that people are saying, like, oh, you know, maybe um, maybe presenting a, a game or a playthrough that is more linear so I don't have to fuck around as much. I could see, you know, that argument. But I would think that, you know, if you're... Even if you're just an average Halo fan, the amount of lore that's present in the game thus far... Um, even though, you know, it's still pretty early. Um, all of those things really, you know, provide a very good baseline, in my opinion, to keeping people engaged and pe keeping people playing. And this is where, you know, my next little bar part of my spiel will come in. You know, for those people that were attacking Sketch on Reddit, um, you know, I've been a, a person who is 100%, you know, been almost anti-343, people could say. Um, the competitive community has every right to really feel let down by 343 
for a lot of different reasons, and I, I understand people are going to say, well, well, actually, Mike, um, you know, the competitive community makes up, like, less than 2% of the entire population that plays the game, so who gives a fuck? Well, you know what, you're right, but... You know, when you come out and you I say, thought you're hey, gonna be like, you know, I thought you were going to be like, well, 2% of your mama makes up my nuts in her or something like that. But No, like I, I'll, I'll say that while the competitive community is a little bit of a niche group, I will say that like the developer it's, themselves have come out multiple times and said, oh, hey, competitive community, we're listening to you just for them to not have been listening to us. So mm. it's nice to kind of finally feel heard in some regards. As far as the campaign is concerned... But also, you know, too, to was... reiterate, the people who are giving death threats and whatnot to 343, oh, get yeah, fucked. Yeah. Get fucked. Yeah, that's, Stop playing that's... the fucking game. You're One, you're either somebody who is cognitive enough to understand the, the issues that the game is having, so you're cognitive enough to understand that you're a piece of shit if you wish death upon somebody, one, doing their job, probably getting directive from the top down... You know, the 1% of the development studio or of Microsoft is making these decisions, not the 99%. So yep. it, it, wishing death upon anybody in that situation ever, just in general, is not the play. So right. just understand that you're doing this over a video game. And video games are like my life. Like, they're my passion. They're Mike's passion. They're Adam's passion. Don't wish death upon somebody over a fucking video game. Like, yeah. You are a piece of shit, so fucking knock it off. Be better. Like, that has no place for in our community or anybody's community, but specifically, the one that we can control right here, it doesn't. So, just wanted to reiterate that. Don't be a fucking sleazeball and wish death upon somebody. They're doing their job, okay? Yeah. And especially somebody like Sketch, who, yes, I've had my qualms with, you know, some of the decision 343 has made, but somebody like Sketch, who has been a part of Halo since, really, Halo CE, Halo 2 three reach like this is somebody who is part of you know i consider him an old head when it comes to bungie so the dude loves halo so it's hard to like you may not agree with everything he does or the community does or whatever or the message he is providing you as the community manager but it is what it is like he's not a yeah, he's just a messenger right at and, the end of the day. and he cares about the franchise so it is what like don't be a piece of shit is what I'm saying. Continue though, Mike. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if any of them are kind of eating their words now that they see that a lot of multiplayer customization is actually intertwined with campaign, which I thought was a very interesting inclusion. And for all intents and purposes, it feels like 343 was pretty secretive about this. They did say there was going to be some overlap, but when people are getting death threats and these and this and that, they were just quiet. They, you know, said obviously they didn't agree with, with people saying those types of things, but they didn't say, hey, just wait till you see the campaign. You're going to get a lot of that customization. Like, you're going to get a lot of customization out of that, with, like through Spartan Lockers, which I thought was a very interesting way to include stuff. You know, one of the ways to raise your replayability of your campaign uh -huh. is to add new challenges, whether it be like in a downloadable content, you know, they're going to put a new, like, few quests in and if you do them you're going to get this customizable skin for your spartan or your battle rifle or whatever i thought that that was a genius way to kind of bring replayability up and and for all intents and purposes some of the people that were wishing death upon people you know i wonder if they felt like you know i know they have no conscience if they're wishing death upon people for things of that nature but i wonder if they feel like even more of an asshole now that they see that like 
I got the Olympic stands for my Spartan for multiplayer in the campaign, which is a like a super rare one. Like mm -hmm. there's things like that that they're adding, which I thought was pretty genius, and it's a good way to make sure people are still playing your game, or it's a good way to raise replayability. Um, and, as far a, as just, and it's a good way to stay in shape. Yeah, the Family Guy reference. <laughs> and for for you know for you saying like you would consider this one of your games of the year, mm -hmm. I could definitely see that. Just like from like a, a point of view of someone that um you know has hasn't had a ton of issues or things of that nature like absolutely but you know to kind of piggyback off of your um experience if you know there's someone who might be into the competitive competitive end of this game um or people that have played you know the game a lot uh, multiplayer wise and have had some issues mm -hmm. i will say for you know what it what it's worth for those of you out there that are multiplayer uh guys that have had your fair share of issues i have had some crashes i've had some issues on the multiplayer side but i haven't i've almost had zero issues with um campaign like i haven't had a single crash yet mm -hmm. knock on wood i haven't had a whole lot of issues that way at all so I will speak for the multiplayer contingency out there, especially the competitive scene. The cu custom game lobbies are bugged to fucking back. And this could have been all taken care of if they would have just let us play custom games in the alpha, since technically uh, the multiplayer pre-release was an air unquote, air, air quote beta, even though whenever the game fully released, we got nothing new to multiplayer except for generic bug fixes and crash fixes, which I personally crashed more after the update, after the release than I ever did before. Um, you know, the, the observer bug where players are switching teams right before the matches and we have to cancel the match, switch teams and hope it doesn't happen again and this and that and all the bugs that come with the multiplayer and the custom games and, th and this and that, they're pretty inexcusable in my opinion because, you know, you've had a you know pretty pos positive experience enough to even consider it for game of the year. Mm -hmm. I will say I'm... I am floored with the campaign and I haven't felt this way about a campaign in a long time that I want to play it more than the multiplayer at this point in time. Obviously I have a tournament to get, get ready for. So tonight, as soon as we're wrapped, wrapped up with this, I have to get on for scrims, go over film review, do things of that nature to prepare for that. Mm -hmm. But you know, I find myself wishing that I could just not play scrims and play campaign until the Steeler game at eight 30. But you know, there's a lot of shortcomings on the multiplayer side that I can tell that the game, when it was delayed, mm -hmm. they probably barely touched multiplayer. And that not only solidifies your opinion that they could have released the multiplayer a year ago, maybe even two years ago, but it also brings to light uh, a bigger problem, in my opinion, that they were solely focused on campaign and probably for good reason, because what they put out is really, really enjoyable. And I have enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, especially being able to unlock stuff for multiplayer and just playing the game. But mm -hmm. the, the shortcomings that are the multiplayer, not only is Joshua, Joshua Mankey a big bitch that left the company after doing this fucking terrible job with the ranking system that people have complained about since Halo 5, and they let this dumbass do it for infinite and then just leave. And then to kind of come out in the open and be like, hey, Mankey was the one that created this. He's the one that created the algorithms. We don't know... <laughs> We can't really make tweaks to it because it was his proprietary thing, and now he left. It's like, yeah, he sucked ass when he was here. He used to commonly get into Twitter arguments with people online about 
matchmaking games and how the MMR worked. And it's like, bro, if you have to get on Twitter on a daily basis and defend your own MMR system, obviously it fucking sucks. And for you to be so fragile that you're getting on and arguing with people, like you're a pussy too. But now that he's gone from the company, you know, good riddance. We, we need to figure something out with this ranking system. It's fucking terrible. Um, the multiplayer bugs and crashes, like just constantly crashing for people for different reasons. Like it's clear to me that like, they put the campaign back in the oven and baked it, but they still gave us a half-baked, maybe even quarter-baked multiplayer. And by the way, we're playing it competitively here in a few weeks. I've heard that the Xbox Series X version of multiplayer is so much better, and it has hardly no issues, which is great. That's terrific. But don't... <laughs> I, I don't understand, you know, how that disconnect comes. And that's the thing that disconnects it from me, like... If you could separate the campaign and the multiplayer and say the campaign is worthy of Game of the Year, absolutely. But as a complete package right now, it still feels like we were done a disservice. Like the multi or the uh, multiplayer community was done a little bit of a disservice, in my opinion, um, for a lot of different reasons. And yeah, of course, Sketch went on 343 or went on Reddit, kind of tried to save face there. And, and good for him, you know, kind of facing the face of the music, doing doing his thing, trying to save face. But like... It shouldn't have even been his job to get on and be like, basically take death threats for 343 to try to say like, hey, we hear you guys, we're trying to fix it. Like, it shouldn't have even got to that point. And that's where the, like, unfortunately for me, I wouldn't put it up there as a game of the year com uh, contestant. I would love to, but the multiplayer has enough flaws in my opinion that I couldn't put it there. But overall, like the campaign going back uh, just to the campaign side of things, because, um, I, I can't give it a glowing enough of a recommendation. Um, you know, you kind of went into some of the nitty gritty with it. Uh, I did a lot less. I've done a lot less exploration with the grapple hook. Um, without there being replayability of the missions, uh, I basically found no reason to go look for the skulls personally. But that's my mo. I want to get the story beat. I want to get through with the campaign. To, because it's like a movie or it's almost like a TV show that I can't stand to put down. I need to know what happens next. I want to binge it. But, um, you know, for all the all those people that want to take exploration to the next level, like Adam, for sure I know is spending a lot of time with that. Mm -hmm. I know you are as well. Um, it's, a great, it's a great experience for that. It's a great experience for me playing through on Legendary by myself, and it's very challenging. The gunplay is very challenging. Can I cheese stuff? Absolutely. The AI isn't flawless. I'm cheesing stuff to get through some of it, but that's part of the game. Like that's part of playing through a game is you're going to have to find ways to get through things. And maybe sometimes you have to cheese it, but I will say the Spartan abilities are tastefully done. They don't feel like they're out of control. They don't, I don't feel like I needed an, a, an Xbox elite controller to be able to play this game like Halo five mm -hmm. to be able to thrust and shoot at the same time. Um, I feel like the drop wall in ca campaign and the way they balanced it for competitive, um, I feel like the thrust and way they balanced it for competitive, I feel like the grapple hook and how it's balanced for Halo competitive play, I feel like they did a really good job realizing that the way that these abilities work in campaign will not work in a multiplayer setting if we're trying to keep competitive integrity. And kudos and hats off to them. Are there still shortcomings with the multiplayer? Absolutely. Do I two-shot people with a mangler to break their shields? Did I bind, drop weapon on 
on D-pad down so I can drop the weapon and then shoot him faster because it's faster than shooting the weapon since the Mangler is such a cheesy gun? Absolutely. Am I going to continue cheesing the fuck out of people on matchmaking and custom games and in the tournament because it might make make me earn money because top 32 sees money? Absolutely. Am I going to cheese the <laughs> fuck out of the game? But that's not my fault. That's part of them putting this in the game. We've been begging them, hey, you know, we need these things nerfed. And then... You know, I've seen a lot of Halo pros who have spent probably more time playing Halo than you have at your job in your career the past few years playing Halo for a living, getting attacked for their opinions. And I just, I, I'm not trying to be one of those competitive alpha chads, but I will say, like, if we're telling you, like, if the competitive players are telling you, hey, the Mangler's busted or this is busted, the sword's busted, you know, it's it's probably fucking busted, man. We play with the guns, we play with the game. We do a deeper dive on this game more than a lot of people do. And we take it super seriously for a lot of reasons. Um, competitive nature is my number one driving force. I want to be the best I can be. But there are some things that need to be done, and they need to be done in, in a quick manner. Because right now, the high of, of campaign and everything is great. But the matchmaking system, the matchmaking experience is already dying off. There's already big streamers that are leaving Halo. And I know people were like, when they first were coming over, people were saying, like, obviously, the, like, Dr. Disrespect and these people aren't going to stay. Why, like, so why are we giving them the time of day? Why the fuck would they stay? They're not being, there's not a gun being held to their head to play Halo Infinite for the rest of, the, of their life. They don't, if they're not enjoying the experience because the Mangler's busted or this is busted or the beatdown system's busted, they don't have to stay. The only reason why I'm staying is because I'm fucking good at the game. I love it. I've had a lot of fun with it. But just because, like, we say this when we talk about America, we say this when we talk about anything, just because I love this fucking place doesn't mean I don't see the flaws with it. Same with Halo Infinite. Just because I've been loving it doesn't mean I don't see the fucking flaws with it. And these are the ways that you could kind of patch some of these holes. But, you know, there's a lot of casual fans out there that attack the competitive community saying like, oh, well, you just want to fuck the whole sandbox, sandbox up and dilute it. I don't necessarily want to only play with BRs and rocket launchers and snipers like in Halo 3, but if you're going to give us these busted-ass guns, I don't have a fucking choice. We're trying to tell you how to fix it and make it to where every gun is going to be viable, but you also have to understand there shouldn't be a, a playlist that, like, we've been begging for an HCS-only playlist for so long, and, and this is like, exacerbated the need for that. But I digress. Halo Infinite... You know, it's been a great experience for me. I found myself for the last month just being totally enthralled and enamored with the experience of playing Halo again, which is the first time I felt that in a fresh, true, fresh experience since probably Halo 3, because I didn't really feel the same way about Infinite, never felt the same way about 4, and never felt the same way about 5. This is the first fresh experience I felt since Halo 3. And at that point in time, I was like a sophomore in high school or a freshman in high school. Like, it's crazy to think that it's been that long. But at age 28, I find myself dialing back the clock, and I feel just like I did when I was a high school a kid in high school. And I can't tell you like how good it feels to have such a fresh experience, but still get a little little flashes of um, uh, little flashes of um, oh god, uh, nostalgia. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's just such a great experience. And I hope everyone else is in, is enjoying it as much as I am. Hell yes. And so am I. I mean, that's you. You wrapped it up good with that. I mean, that's I, I'm right there with you. Like so far, so good. Like I said, this, you know, I would like to say this is a review in progress, but um, 
you know, because we'll still be, this is a game we're going to be talking about for a long time, um, whether it's, you know, multiplayer campaign, what have you. It's it's going to be talked about for quite a while, at least in, you know, my circle and whatnot. But, um, you know, so far I'm absolutely enthralled with this game. I think this is the evolution I finally wanted. Um, and I feel pretty good saying I don't know if I would have got that last year. Um, and I feel pretty good in saying we probably wouldn't get that last year. Um, this is really a commitment, you know, a, a proof that Microsoft is showing a commitment to not only their games division, but game development and being able to properly give development teams enough time from what it's now granted. There's a difference between, you know, the things that Jason Schreier is reporting and crunch and different things like that. That's completely, you know, before, you know, this game was put on track, but from at least the standpoint of a polish and not rushing to get this out, to not put this game out as, you know, originally intended to be the launch title for your system, your new next-gen system, and to delay it a full year plus, it takes some big nuts to do that. And, you know, I definitely think, you know, they should be commended for how this game's turned out. Specifically, the campaign seems to be the big reason why that happened. And it seems like it's, you know, for good reason, because so far this campaign's incredible. I'm addicted to wanting to dive and try to find every nook and cranny within Zeta Halo. And the grappling hook is, like I said, one of the best things I've ever used in a video game. And I have played a lot of fucking video games. I I thought the web swinging in Spider-Man 2018 was really the one of the best. And still maybe, but man, it's given a run for its money because it's fucking fun. I don't like I don't see myself using the shield or anything else like in campaign because I don't want to give up the fucking grappling hook. It's just too much goddamn fun. <laughs> that's that's definitely one of the things I will say uh, about playing on legendary. You definitely have to utilize each tool of equipment. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Which is which is like which is kind of cool because. For me, I find myself trying to use that shield sometimes because I can't get through this experience. Like, I can't get through a certain level unless I use the shield because I need to be able to survive for a bit longer. Mm -hmm. Whereas you, playing through on a little bit of an easier difficulty, like, no judgment here. No, I'm playing on Heroic, so yeah, it's a little bit easier. You might not not have to utilize everything to your disposal, which is kind of cool. That'll be something that to pay attention to as far as replayability is concerned going forward also. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. It's been, like I said, it's been... Great One fucking week since time. you looked at me. Yeah. It's been. Wait, <laughs> Anyways, though, Mike, before we get too long in the tooth, I think that's going to do it for our episode this week. Why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet to talk about all we talked about today with Halo Infinite, because we talked about a fucking lot. So where can people find you online to do so? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at T-O-I-S-X-L-D-I-E-R. Uh, toy soldier and the second o is an x or you can find me on twitch at mp underscore toy soldier nice nice and as always i am your host travis wade aka travelus on most internet platforms including at travelus underscore on twitter that's t-r-a-v-l-e-s-s underscore you could also find me streaming time to time on twitch.tv slash travelus underscore same as twitter and if you want to play some video games with me you can do so over on xbox live at just regular old travelus like halo infinite that's t-r-a-v-l-e-s-s no underscore and this, ladies and gentlemen, has been your newest episode of the Game Pass Gamecast, your 
weekly go-to podcast for all things Xbox, Xbox Game Pass, and of course, PC gaming, including news, rumors, and conversation around them damn good video games. You can catch new episodes of the show when they drop each and every Friday morning on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all other major podcast services. So be sure to subscribe to us, rate us, review us, all that jazz I tell you every week, wherever you get a podcast at, and follow us on Twitter at GPGC Podcast to stay up to date with everything regarding the show, video games like Antarctic Dope Giveaways. And Mike, with that being said, that's going to be our episode for this week. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening, sharing, and being a part of our growing community. Game on, wash your hands, listen to the doctors, Black Lives Matter, and we will see you next week.